Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of Fuzzy Lives Forever. In this episode, we have a very special announcement to make, and we'll be talking about moving with pets. We would love if you would help us spread the word about our podcast. Please share on your social media or tell a friend, or even better, go leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Fuzzy Lives Forever. A podcast by somebody who knows a lot about animals. And somebody who loves animals a lot. My name is Will Pass, and I'm a veterinarian. And my name is Emma Pass, and we have a very exciting announcement to make. What is it? Well, this is going to be the last episode of Season 1 of Fuzzy Lives Forever. It is? It is, because we're moving. Yes. Where are we going? Do you want to do a drum roll? Okay. We're moving to London, England. Yes, jolly old England. <laughs> Which is really exciting. Um, and we've kind of been thinking about it and hoping to do this for a while. And it's kind of all coming together now. It is. That's right. We're making millions off of Fuzzy Loose Forever. <laughs> and so we've bought a penthouse suite. Right downtown. It's actually in the London Eye. The giant <laughs> Ferris wheel. Is that the Ferris wheel? Yeah, it's about yeah. the size of the average flat in yeah. the UK, Yeah, we actually. love to constantly be in motion. We're yes. Be... <laughs> it's that. <laughs> no, we, uh, I think we talked about where, where we're from in an earlier episode, and so yeah. hopefully the listeners remember that Will is British, and so he's a citizen. We've got the opportunity to go and live and work there and have a little European adventure. Yeah. Should be fun. We're looking forward to it. So we're in the process of moving and packing right now. So we thought um, that this episode, we would talk about what it's like to move with pets yeah. and all the ins and outs that have to do with that. Oh, yeah. And we moved here from Colorado not too long ago, a couple of years back, with our cats. Yeah. And I would I would give us a three out of ten. Wow. I was going to I was gonna give us more points than that. Really? But it was pretty disastrous. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they both arrived fine. You know, yeah. ultimately, yeah. they were fine. So you get at least five out of ten for arriving safely. Yeah. But like everybody, you know, sometimes the pets <laughs> are near the end of the list. Right. Because <laughs> like we're doing right now, we have to like, we're selling all of our furniture. We just sold our couches, yeah, by the if way. You, if anybody <laughs> needs a coffee table out there. In the Las Vegas area. <laughs> well, we are going to hook you up. <laughs> So we're selling furniture and you're packing boxes and you're cleaning and you're getting arrangements. And so, um, you know, in the case of us moving here, it was 1130 at night. The night before we had to move, we had been packing like crazy for um, days prior. And um, and finally we were like, OK, what are we going to how are we going to take the cats? Right. And so we were thinking, first of all, we can just put them in their carriers. That would have, I think, been the more logical thing to do. But I also, I think Emma, too, yeah. we hate the thought of them not being free. Right. And Especially so we, for such a long drive. It was about 12 hours. Yeah. And so we thought, oh, you know, we could, what we could do is we could make, and by we, I, this is, I think, my brainchild. I'll own this. <laughs> <laughs> so at 1139, I was like, I'm going to make a barrier between the back of our SUV yeah. and the main compartment so they can be in what is basically the trunk. Yeah. You know, like the hatchback. The part. hatch. Yeah. And so they would have plenty of space back there. We could put a litter box and water. We're going to put some pillows and blankets and it make it really been, cozy. Yeah, comfy kingdom. It it would have been yeah. great. And so... We put up a piece of cardboard. Yep. And then Will's like, it needs air holes. <laughs> and so he just really haphazardly cuts these 
holes. I wanted a in viewing hole. I wanted a viewing window so I could look back and check on them. Okay. So we make these holes in the cardboard. Will's driving the truck, the moving truck, which was actually a worse deal in the end. But, um, yeah. but I'm alone in the car with the cats. And we're, I kid you not, less than 10 minutes into the drive. Um, I get on the highway and the cats are meowing like crazy meow, back there. Meow, 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 meow. Like constant meowing. And then I see our, our boy cat Hobbs, his little face pop up through the hole. Through the viewing hole. Through the viewing hole. He was hole, having a view of Emma. And he starts shoving his face through the hole. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> he, no. He can't get through that hole, can he? Sure enough, he pushed himself right through that viewing hole. And then he was... <laughs> he like was, a baby being born. He was kind of like a zombie, like, walking around the main compartment of the car. just Which I think we, we left a little part out here, and that is that we gave them drugs. Right, they were sedated. They were sedated. But not completely. Not and um, so he's like a zombie, like pacing back and forth. And then our other cat, Penny, littler cat, had no problem getting through the viewing hole. Um, and she's very nervous. So she's trying to get in my lap and she wants to get underneath <laughs> as you're driving my on the highway. feet as I'm driving on the highway. And I'm trying to keep her, you know, I really should have pulled over, but I was on the highway. Yeah. And, um, and then Hobbs gets into the front seat and I see him notice the windshields. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And I think he thought he could get out. And he takes a big leap towards the windshield, hits his face on it, and falls backwards, like legs in the air, feet in the air, right onto the seat. Um, oh. And it continued like that pretty like much the whole way. Two drunk cats. <laughs> yeah. Loose in the car. Two mean drunk cats. Mean drunks. <laughs> mean drunk cats. But eventually kind of wrangled them in and you had some, your family was in the car too later. Yeah. And they kind of snuggled down for a fair amount of the ride. Yeah. But it was not the it best not executed. Ideal. So we're going to talk about how to do it better today. Yeah. Learn from our mistakes. We hope that we will. <laughs> up with kind of a list of to-dos when you're moving with pets. Right. Okay. Yeah. Number one. So the first thing you want to do is check that you don't need any special paperwork. If, for example, you are going overseas uh -huh. and you'd want to make sure you're getting your travel certificate, there are some government documents that you have to do um, to make sure that your pet is healthy and vaccinated to travel. So you want to get online and look at the country you're going to or in the United States Technically, you need a health certificate to take your pet across straight state lines. Quite frankly, I've never, ever heard of a cop writing somebody a ticket <laughs> for not having their dog or, or cat's really papers. Or really, most people don't do it. No. no. Most people don't do it. But that's yeah. technically you're supposed to. Anyway, the, the only other thing in the United States is if you're going to Hawaii, because they don't have rabies, they're extra, extra strict. And so you want to give yourself several months in advance because you have to do a rabies test and get your dog or cat vaccinated well in advance if you're going to go to Hawaii. So number one, get that paperwork Do done. Do your research. Know the requirements. Yeah. Start early, too. Yeah. And then number two, um, ask yourself how you're getting there. Because there's a difference between, obviously, flying and driving in a car. Yeah, absolutely. And so with flying, you want to figure out, one, is your dog or cat going to be in the cargo hold or be in the plane with you and that will obviously be somewhat dictated by how big your animal is right everybody hears about people also doing emotional support animals or that kind of thing which 
side note, don't abuse it. There are people who actually need assistance animals, and if your emotional support animal poops in the aisle or bites somebody on an airplane, it doesn't help anybody who's blind and actually needs a dog to help them. So just be mindful of that. Um, So anyway, a bit of a digression there. If you are going in a car or you're taking your animal with you on the plane, meaning it's going to be in a little carrier with you, then you do have the option for sedation. Right. Drugging your animal. Drugging your animal. Preferable to drugging them, or at least in addition to drugging them, it's helpful to train them first. And so um, if number two is, are you going in a plane or if you're going in a car, number three would be training. And so that means get your dog or a cat in their carrier. If it's the day of the trip and they are going in a carrier for the first time. Ever. They're going to be like, nah. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this. Yeah. It's small and scary. Yeah. And so an easy way to do that or a simple way is feed your pet in their carrier. If they don't even want to go in it or they have bad experiences uh, going in it before, then feed them around the carrier, maybe leave the lid off or the door wide open and slowly over the course of uh, weeks, get them eating in the carrier and then close the door, maybe take them outside and take them on a short trip. So basically you're just kind of conditioning them to be in their carrier. Right. That is very helpful. Letting them warm up to it. Right. And then um, real quick back to the airplane Thing. Why can you not sedate a dog if it's going in the cargo hold? Right. So if you if you don't yeah. have an, emotion, an emotional support animal or you can't bring it on the plane with you for some reason, the other option is to put it underneath the plane with the cargo. So I know a lot of people have sedated or do sedate their dogs. Why do you not suggest that? So um, sedation when they're in the cargo hold can be a little bit sketchy because if you overdo the sedation, then they can sometimes fall over and hurt themselves. You know, you imagine that if there's a little turbulence or that kind of thing, they want to have their wits about them so they can balance. And then the other part of it is if they're too too sedate, they can um, get into an abnormal position where they might block their airway. And that's especially true of very cute animals like pugs. Oh. Yeah, so if you got a pug or a bulldog or that kind of thing, sedation is a real no-no just because if you overdo it and they fall asleep, they could suffocate and not make it. So oh, definitely something you don't want to mess around with. And many airlines will actually require that you don't sedate the animals for this very reason. Okay. So if you are going to be sedating in the car or if you're taking the animal on, on, the, the, plane. on the plane with you, a good thing to do is test your drugs first. Right. So do a little experimentation. See if they're effective. Right. See if they make your animal a weird, angry zombie cat. Yeah, because sometimes <laughs> they'll have the opposite effect. And talk to your vet, of course. You're going to have to get a prescription to do this, but it can be very helpful. Um, most commonly these days, we use a drug called trazodone, which is something mm-hmm. we just tested in Penny and Hobbs yesterday. Yep. And it worked like a dream. Yeah, we're following our own advice this time. Yeah, we're, we're, we're learning. Because that last drug, it made them weird. Yeah, they were a little <laughs> out of it. So trazodone is a great sedative because it just kind of takes the edge off without totally zonking them out. And so we had some company over, which we played a game with in this episode. Yeah, which you'll hear. Yeah, and our cats, our Penny is usually very wary of them, but she was saying hi. She was more sociable. Yeah. So it took the anxiety down and that's what you want for a trip. So if you're going to do sedation, talk to your vet. um, And, you know, trazodone is something to ask about because it, in my experience, has been very helpful. So. um, And we're not even sponsored by them. No. But if you'd like to give us some money, trazodone, (laughs) let us know. (laughs) Um, And then the next point. Is uh, when you get there, because obviously... The getting there is a big deal, but when you arrive in a new place, 
new environment, new house, um, what's the best way to introduce your animal to that environment? Right. So with dogs, it's probably less concerning than it is with cats. You know, keep your dog on a leash. Really, the name of the game when you first get somewhere is to be extra cautious. Because if your dog gets spooked and decides to go running for it, um, that would not be a fun way to start off at your new house. And they can behave very differently than they would at your usual place. So keep them on a leash, get them used to it, walk them around the yard, let them sniff around, that kind of thing. For cats, I'd recommend taking them and keeping them in a quiet part of the house, either in a carrier or where they can be confined with water and a litter box and a little bit of food. Like a small, dark quiet space. Yeah, exactly. Just to kind of decompress from the journey, get used to the new smells and sounds of the place. Yeah. And spend a, let them spend a few days there. Visit with them, maybe take them out a little bit supervised into the house. But the goal is to slowly give them slightly more freedom over time. Like slightly more territory. Yeah. I know cats are like very territorial. Yeah. yeah. So give them a little bit of extra territory over the days. And then if they are indoor outdoor cats, it would be best in the beginning at least to give them a week or two before you let them outside. And then mm-hmm. when they first go outside, supervise them. Um, cats, if they get spooked, can run for it too. Ball so you have to get them used to the idea that this is their new home. Right. This is where the food is. I was going to say they have to be fed there a lot of times yeah. to yeah. kind of understand yeah. that, I bet. And so though that is a, a nice way to get started, is to go slow. And so the five points again... In summary. In summary are, number one... Do your research. Yep. Know the requirements about where you're going and what you need to do for your pet. For paperwork. For paperwork. Number two, uh, how are you getting there? Are you flying or are you going in a car? If you are going to be doing those things, then you can do a little bit of number three first. Which is training your pet. Get them used to the carrier or the method of transportation that they'll be taking. Yep. And then number four. Consider sedation. Yes. If they're a little (laughs) bit anxious or you need just a little bit extra to take the edge off, sedation, talk to your vet. And number five. Introduce them slowly to their environment. Yeah. Yeah. Your new environment. And that's pretty much the basics. Go slow, consider some drugs, and yeah. it'll all be good. I'm glad we talked about this. We need to start training <laughs> with the carriers. We haven't done that yet. <laughs> We're just like everybody, you know. We we it's have hard. the best of intentions, but then life gets in the way, and so you give trazodone to your pets. We'll start tonight. Yeah. That's a good call. Okay. We're on it. section of our show and we have two very special guests playing with us today. Uh, Could you both introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Corey Johnson. And I'm Adam Hoffman. And we usually have you explain what kind of a pet you have, but you have a very uh, particular situation. You want to tell us what that is, Corey? Sure. So I am certified in starting a business as a health coach and as incentive, Adam said that we can get our first dog when I get my first client. So we want our fuzzy listeners to help with our goal of getting them a dog. So what's your website, Corey? My website is www.brilliancewellness.com. And so if you guys can be her first client, they get a dog and that would be amazing. Yes, we want a dog. Please. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) So here's the game we're playing today, you guys. Um, Corey and Adam are visiting us on a road trip out to Austin, Texas, where they're moving to. And as you heard earlier in our show, we are also moving, but to the United Kingdom. So today we thought we would play a game inspired by the places we're each moving to. This is called the United States of the Animal Kingdom, (laughs) if that gives you a clue, right? The United States, United Kingdom. (laughs) 
What? So here's what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to ask you 10 questions about animals that are either found in the United States or the United Kingdom, and you have to tell us where that animal is found. But not only that, you have to either do it in a Texas accent, so you have to say oh, no. United States, or a British accent, United Kingdom, <laughs> when you answer. Oh man, I wish I had time to practice this. This is going to be good. Are you guys ready to play? Yes. You want to practice your accent first? Yes. Go ahead. United States. That's great. We've had time in Austin. I'm from the Northwest. Um, United States. That's great. <laughs> and then the United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Ooh, the good. United Kingdom. Perfect. You guys are ready to play. All right. Will's going to ask you a question. Wait, wait. What happens if they're found in both? Oh. Okay. <laughs> what? They are not found in both. Okay. No ground squirrels. Okay. Let's start the timer. Question number one. A slow worm might be prone to an identity crisis. They look identical to a three and a half foot snake, but they are actually considered a legless lizard. The slow worm. The United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Very good. Very yes. nice. A point for each. Woohoo. Question number two. Shh. The water rail is a sneaky little character. This bird is more often seen than heard, but is known to swim and fly, enjoying a diet ranging from shrimp to snails. United Kingdom. United States. <laughs> that was a mix. That sounded like you were from Sweden. <laughs> Unfortunately, Adam was correct. <laughs> we don't have accents in Washington. The, the water rail is uh, from the United Kingdom. Good job, Adam. Watch your toes. The alligator gar is an eight-foot fish with sharp spikes and teeth. It has a similar digestive system to a shark and the ability to breathe air. The alligator gar, Corey. Y'all, <laughs> United States. United States. <laughs> Very good. A point for both. Very, very I found good. one at the Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, really? did you? It was terrifying. Really? Whoa. I saw him like nod his head. I was like, okay, so he's seen this before. <laughs> good communication. Very nice. Okay, the next question. The hoary bat has a bit of a reputation, but not for what you might think. This bat is known for almost always giving birth to twins. The hoary bat, Adam. United Kingdom. United Kingdom. I'm sorry. Oh. That's one of yours. <laughs> Next question. And Corey's going to start this time. Alright. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the Luna Moth with a 4.5 inch bright green wingspan and a fancy tail to match. United States. <laughs> you should start with the yellow. There's that Swedish friend again. <laughs> Y'all from the United States. <laughs> I can just listen to you say the United States in a Swedish accent United all day. It's like, it's like a little Russian in there, too. <laughs> okay, the next question For scomer voles, life is short but sweet. They only live for 18 months, but they have no natural predators, so no worries, mom. A vole. Uh, United States. United Kingdom. Very good, Corey, for no. the win. <laughs> United Kingdom. Okay, next question. 
Got crabs? Not exactly. The spiny water flea is a planktonic crustacean, about a half inch long with barbs that prevent small fish from consuming it. The spiny water flea. Oh, um, United Kingdom. United Kingdom. I'm sorry, that's the United States. <laughs> oh man, really getting off the rails here. Where does the score stand right now, Em? So we are currently tied four points apiece. All right, Bring next on. one. The Nutter Jack Toad's perfect date is a lot. Was that funny, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> the, please take it seriously, Adam. <laughs> the Nutter Jack Toad's perfect date is a long walk along the sand dunes followed by a midnight dinner of fresh slugs. United States. The United Kingdom. Very nice, Corey. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I keep saying the UK. <laughs> Go with it. All right, Corey. The Kotamundi is often mistaken for a raccoon, but unlike the raccoon, this ring-tailed fellow works the day shift. Kotamundi. United King. Oh no. United States. <laughs> <laughs> What's your final answer, Corey? The accent I can't do. Okay. <laughs> Say y'all. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll work. United States. <laughs> Better, better. <laughs> United Kingdom. Ooh, that's the United States. Sorry, oh, very good. <laughs> hey, Mr. Prairie Dog, better hide your kids and hide your wife. Here comes a black-footed ferret. Believe it or not, these ferrets have dark fur around their feet. They are also nocturnal, live in burrows underground, and almost exclusively eat prairie dogs. The black-footed ferret. Adam. United States. United States. Good. Very good. It was a bloodbath. <laughs> Adam with five and Corey with seven. Corey is our winner. Congratulations, Thank Corey. You. So um, when you get your first client from your Fuzzy Lips Forever listeners uh, and get your first dog, you'll have to send us a picture and we'll enshrine you on the Hall of Fame. Forever. Oh, we will. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, Thanks this is playing. amazing. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Yeah, we'll I'll practice my accents. That's right. Just keep the whole way. I can't wait. <laughs> The United States! <laughs> so last week's Animal Online was... Wonton soup. Wonton soup. A very fluffy dog. Pekingese. A Pekingese. Very... Which, you gotta watch those videos in slow-mo. Yeah. It's really worth watching. Not to belabor the point, but Glorious. worth watching. Um, and so we have a winner. And this person will be winning a limited edition Fuzzy and Company handmade bow tie or maybe bandana. Ooh. I'm going to start dabbling in bandanas Ooh. soon. Check it out. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, and how did they win? By commenting on the photo of the animal online on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Oh. This one was Instagram. And the winner is, drumroll please, Sophie Allen. Yay! Congratulations, Sophie. Send us your address, direct message, or on um, our website, www.fuzzylivesforever.com, and we will send you a bow tie or a bandana. Very nice. Congratulations. And so, who's the animal online this week? This week, our last animal online of season one is menswear dog. Menswear dog. Menswear dog. Like men's fashion <laughs> Let dog. Me see. So this is, I believe it's a Shiba Inu um, who gets dressed up in men's clothing. And okay. um, he's quite fashionable. 
and just very silly. Can I see some pictures? Yes, let me show you. Okay. Here he is. Oh, yes. Is that a Shiba Inu? Oh, that is so weird. <laughs> I know. Oh. Well, it's because, like... They hide the rest of his body. Right, so it's just his head. Uh-huh. It, it looks almost like it's Photoshop, but he's not. Because it's a video. Yeah, and uh, and it looks like he's got shoulders and arms and the whole thing. He often wears sunglasses. <laughs> he's very up-to-date on the trends. Very, very trendy. Um, he looks... He's way better dressed than I am. Yes. Yeah. yeah I would say. So. <laughs> he's got a turtleneck sweater and yeah. glasses in this one. I don't have anything that nice. No. No. Uh, so check him out. We're going to post some pictures of uh, Men's Wear Dog on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you comment, we will still choose a winner for next week. So you'll just have to check our, our social media feed to see who won. Sweet. But for now, we're going to be kind of changing things up a little bit. Because yeah. we're going to be so busy moving. Moving and getting our lives packed up and moved on. So this is the last official episode of episode one. But we Of will... season one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our last official episode episode of season one but we will be releasing some bonus content as we go yeah so stay tuned for bonus content some shorter abbreviated episodes maybe some essays yeah and we're gonna kind of keep you up to date on what our life looks like as we move on and spend the summer in colorado and then to london cheerio cheerio then fuzzy loves you